And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. It was kind of slightly embarrassing to sign on playing a toy, right? For me, it was a bit weird, all this stuff. The little dwarf with a little key and all of that. But I felt a little stupid doing it. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hello. <laughs> We're back for another one. Guys, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And these are the movies, movies that made us gay. Woohoo. We had a pretty good job at saying it at the same time. We tried. On this we, one. Tried. we tried. Uh, I think we're getting better at it, and uh, maybe one day we'll both actually say it at the same time. Uh, we've got a very special guest for you, ladies and gentlemen. A very special guest. Our first straight man on the podcast. Yes, we've got a resident Our straight. first straight man. <laughs> That's How, true. How's it going, Chris? It's going well. Ladies hey. and gentlemen, Chris Togliano. Yay! Yay! Hey, guys. Thanks you, for having me. You. Uh, thanks for coming. Uh, everybody out there listening, you may remember Chris from very special television. Yes. Yay! I was one of the voices. You, <laughs> always you always one of my favorite people on that podcast. I mean, obviously there is Pete, because I'm married me. to him, so he has to be my favorite. But <laughs> yeah. you were always my favorite off off that podcast. Oh, wow, yeah. that's so generous. I always thought that your little insights were always really funny. I feel it. the same way about this podcast. <laughs> I really appreciate what you particularly uh, bring. Oh, you, that's you sweet of you. And again, I'm Chop Liver. <laughs> so, uh, we watched Masters of the Universe today. Oh, boy. <laughs> we watched Masters of the Universe. I was looking at my notes, and a sparse page and a half. I mean... I don't have a lot. I have a lot to say about this movie. But I have a lot to say about the movie, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, Do you have some info about uh, when it came out? Any of that? We watched. So, yeah, we watched Masters of the Universe based on the. Is it Mattel? It is Mattel. The Mattel tour series, He Man. Yeah. It's just some toy maker's fever dream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Directed by Gary Goddard, not related to Jean Luc Goddard. No. I made that mistake. Not, no. <laughs> it's not his, his cheap American equivalent. And <laughs> Get yeah. me Jean-Luc Godard. And yeah, I mean, any movie that opens with Canon Films, yeah. you know that you're in for a treat. Yes. Oh, man. If yeah, you don't know cool. anything about the Canon Films uh, repertoire, repertoire yeah. uh, the schlocky production company from the 80s and the late 70s that, that were done by, were they Israeli? They were Israeli. They yes. were Israeli. Uh, they, they did, did things these... like Death Wish 2, Breakin, and its sequel, Breakin 2, Electric Boogaloo, uh, Invasion USA, and Masters of the Universe. And they did a lot of the Chuck Norris movies like Delta Forest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if He's he... got to get those guys out of Vietnam, man. <laughs> Somebody's got to. If Somebody not, has to. He if will. If not Norris, who? Uh, if you want to re- uh, do a little bit of research on uh, the Canon Film Group, there's a really great documentary uh, that we own. You can find it. I don't know where you can find it actually because mine is a uh, region, region free. It's called Electric Boogaloo: The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films, and it's very informative and really funny. There's actually. really great interviews on it yeah. too. Um, Dolph Lundgren from this movie. Dolph on Lundgren it. did it. 
That's where I got my little bit of uh, Dolph audio from the from the the top of the show there. I don't know. He was speaking uh, kind of illy or poorly about the the yeah. future, but like, what has he done that was so great afterwards? Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, this was nothing like that Shakespeare in the Park I was doing <laughs> yeah. before. That weird Kindergarten Cop sequel that came out like two yeah. years ago. What year did Rocky Four yeah. come out? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, that was a, that's a solid because Rocky but... Four is the best of the Rocky sequels. You know what I always wonder? Like, do Russians think of Drago as like a sympathetic character? <laughs> like, do they watch it and they're rooting for completely different people? Possibly. Yeah, Especially but he's not even time. he's not even Russian. I did think he no, could be yeah. like uh, uh, German. He's Swedish. Yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. right. Rocky Four came out in 1985. So yeah, he, so he was he was riding high he on that. He was riding high off pony. of. And this movie on paper should have been really successful. And this was also the movie with Canon Films that they were going through financial troubles at the time. Right. And this was supposed to pull them. This out was going to print money for them and print money for them and get them back on track. Yeah. Well, uh, we should talk a little bit about the toy series yes. that this movie because the based toy on. series with. Uh, Growing up gay in the eighties have a huge following behind them. Yeah, so we have to so we have to talk about that because I think yeah. that like okay, so Chris, you you saw this movie as a child. Um yes. You I had He Man toys. I did. Right. Yeah. I had He Man toys as well. I was a little too young for it. Right. He Man had kind of phased out by the late eighties and early nineties. Right. But it was mainly if I went over to other people's house and they had kids that grew up and you wanted to play with something, yeah. it would usually be He Man. Yeah. Like my old kids have some old toys. Yeah, they're in like a trash bag. But I was, but I was always very familiar with He Man because of this yeah. movie, and also I was probably more into Shira. Right, which no, I feel you. Shira yeah. exists in the He Man yeah. universe. So I mean, just the five minute like TV guide version is that Mattel came out with his toy series, He Man and the Masters of the Universe. The toys were first, and the TV show was kind of made to sell the toys, not the other way around. Which they did a lot in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine. Whatever. They were trying to make some money, but it it fucking worked. And as a kid, like, I had, I remember He-Man toys as far back as, like, first grade, so, you know, five or six years old, and just being obsessed with them. And He-Man toys did not turn me into a homosexual. I was six years old. That was not why I liked them. But now, looking back... Look at the toys, man. They're Come super homoerotic. <laughs> and it's like BDSM guys. harness. Yeah, kind of. yeah. You know, so so Chris, as like a straight dude, and again, this is not something that like actually literally influenced me in any way as a child, but it's like when we're little boys, all the toys that are out there are kind of like war oh, yeah. and action. They have to be hyper-masculine. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he actually had like a kind of cute look to him, like or at least he had a stylized look. Like yeah, he was yeah, trying yeah. to have. Yeah, he wasn't just like a slab of meat. Yeah, or like you know what I mean, or yeah. like some like uh, ogre looking guy. Like he was trying to be styled as like a charismatic. Yeah. Uh, uh, beefcake. Yeah, yeah. He man. He man's got game, and he, he has some style with <laughs> but him. Like that he, page boy haircut, yeah. man. <laughs> but he man also had like fantastic like creatures and like oh yeah you know Skeletor was like scary and spooky with like a skeleton face we talked a little bit about this before uh, we started recording but there's definitely a lot of Conan there's a lot of yeah. Dungeons and Dragons in general yeah um, and there's a yeah a weird mix we also kind of reference Kroll yeah if you're familiar with that yeah. sci-fi film because there's a weird mix of like 
uh, medieval swords and shields mm-hmm. and just like lasers yeah. and spaceships and, and flying spaceships yeah. and all and all that stuff. There's magic, but there's also like sci-fi elements. Yeah. Um. And he's also fighting basically in his chonies the whole yeah, time. the entire <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Which as a as an adult and as a teenager, I, I could get behind. <laughs> but okay, so kids' toys in the '80s specifically, because that's when most of us here were children. Um. There, they all are kind of based on like. You know, war, like I said, and fighting. I wasn't so much into G.I. Joe. Yeah, I wasn't either, actually. And I don't know if it was because it was more based in, like, a real-world kind of element of war, and I just, that didn't interest me. And going back to, like, the canon film canon is that, like, those movies, like, Delta Force and Rambo and all. I didn't care about. I didn't watch Rambo. Like I didn't care, and I know a lot of my friends did. Top Gun was huge, you know. And I wasn't really about like actual war, but I was about these guys. And it was about Thundercats, you know. And yeah. they had swords, and they were fighting. There's the, and all there's that. the fun sci-fi fantasy element of yeah. it too. Yeah, I like that draws you in as a kid. I like the teams. I like guys. Te- I mean, my big yeah. thing was. I mean, I was so big into He Man. Yeah. As I was saying earlier, like. I have no memory of why I actually enjoyed this. Like yeah. I just had all of his, all the yeah. toys just littering my room. Mm-hmm. And it, like when I think back, I'm like, I don't even know if I liked it. I just had them. Right. And, but I was like obsessed with like, it. Like did we, were we obsessed with it just because that was what was popular I think at the it was time. just because so it was in front the, of me. As that's, kids, we that's were the like, power of marketing. I want that right I need there. That. Yeah. The commercials were really cool. Um, I did watch the show. I was obsessed with the, with the show. Like I watched it like every day if I could. Um, I and was thinking, we, we did. You, was that a Saturday morning cartoon, or was that just a weekday? That was a weekday. Yeah, it was on every day. That it was, was after school. My old man thing is like remembering waking up early on a Saturday morning yeah, to watch sure. cartoons. Like that's a thing. Yeah, Saturday morning was more like Smurfs. It was more like um, I think this one was a little bit more. Um, I don't know what. Maybe it was because it was just geared towards boys. Yeah, you would watch it when you're getting ready for school. Yeah, it was on in the morning and then after school. It was like Inspector Gadget. And then this, at least where I grew up. Um, so then we're kids. We're obsessed with He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and we hear a movie is coming out. And then yeah. we're sorely disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and and I did not grow up on He-Man a lot, but I was familiar with He-Man, though, when because I was a of kid. Because of the toy line, but because not of the because toy of the line. show. Okay. But I remember renting this movie, and it's one of those things that when you watch a bad movie as a kid and you don't really know how to process it, because yeah. you just yeah. like watching movies. Yeah. And then you kind of think, well, I'm supposed to like this. <laughs> this is He-Man. I should like the He-Man movie. And you just don't quite know how to put it in words why why you were disappointed with it. Well, this movie is like an underhanded like baseball toss. Like it's, yeah. it's waiting for you to like, it, this should be so easy. This should yeah. be a grand slam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just to sell toys. It just needs to be some giant yeah. uh, muscled man <laughs> running around punching Skeletor. Yeah. Like this is so easy and it just kind of fails in a lot of ways but i think the show itself is so fantastic like how are you going to do skeletor how are you going to do his henchmen i i think that realistically even though he never would have done it it should have been someone of the caliber like ridley scott to really elevate it but ridley scott isn't doing he's not going to do it's not doing the masters of the universe movie yeah but like i could see that probably the intent was to take a movie like legend yeah, and like yeah. put He-Man in it. Yeah, but even like, yeah. but even something like Krull, you know, uh, I think is more successful. That had its own mythology. I love Krull. Uh, too. This this movie does a bad job of 
everything. But it does a bad job of. Oh, but also, but when I was a kid and when I saw this, this was the best movie I've ever seen. In my oh my god! I, sure. Yeah. But I would I would stand up for like I remember seeing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, movies. Sure. That was the best one. Even video game movies. I remember championing Super Mario Brothers. Oh man. Oh, hey geez. guys, hey guys, they're doing something different with it. Hey, Dennis Hopper's uh, portrayal of King Koopa. Um, that was pretty good. He brought a lot of he brought a lot of Frank Booth I really from liked, Blue Velvet into that role. I really liked how they took Princess Peach and they brought her to the real world. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know she she grew up as a waitress. Yeah. You know she didn't have that royal life. But I mean, for for me as a kid, I really was disappointed that it didn't follow the Masters of the Universe mythology. Yeah, and. There's not a lot on the screen in this. You're kind of left wondering. We, we get set up with Eternia at the beginning of the movie. We get Castle Grayskull, the, the Sorceress, Skeletor, He-Man, the big characters. But you're never really told who He-Man is or why he's different than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, did the writers of the movie just not at least take a meeting with Mattel? Or the, watch an episode? In the executives or watch show? an episode? Also, interesting, this movie says it was written by David O'Dell. David O'Dell was a big Henson guy. He wrote for The Muppet Show and The Dark Crystal. Okay. I don't know if it's one of those things that he wrote the original script and it was just too expensive and they had someone do another pass at it that they could afford. Sure. And then he was just by contract credited for it. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Possibly. Possibly. But yeah, I mean, and also as a kid, I kind of understood that in 1987, they couldn't feasibly do Orco. Yeah, you know, have the, a, what was the the lion's name? Battle Cat. Battle Cat. Yeah. You couldn't you couldn't have a little a little guy, like levitating. No, that just no. wouldn't have worked. Nope. Yeah, um, and then yeah, you couldn't have like a. I mean, I think Battle Cat's size is an issue. <laughs> he was green. He talked. He's comically large. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's that's just not going to work for the the realism that they were going for in this movie. Oh my movie. god! Yeah, <laughs> but, but this movie starts. And I'm kind of on board with it because the production design for Castle Grayskull is kind of cool. This is where they shot their load with the with the budget. <laughs> was yeah. the first like ten minutes of this movie? I th- I think there's some successes in this movie. I think visually it's it's very interesting. It starts with that cool matte shot of of there's Castle Grayskull. There's a great matte painting of Castle Grayskull. They reimagined it. It's huge. It's on levels. It's got like lighting, and they're doing that thing. Like we said, and, and I think the Masters of the Universe animated series does that thing of mixing sci-fi, you know, science fiction, spacey flying cars with, you know, living in caves yeah. and, <laughs> and, a, and the medieval element. I think they did that really well. Um, Dolph Lundgren is, he looks great. Yeah. <laughs> also, the, like man. the type of 80s movie star bodybuilder that yeah. we don't really have anymore right. in movies. Maybe The Rock. Is what we have now, but they yeah. don't make movie stars like this anymore. No, they don't he look like that, that anymore. He has that really sexy, uh, that just this like shredded body. He's just chiseled out of Aryan flavored yeah. granite. <laughs> and I also love that it's the type of workout body that you don't see in Marvel movies because he kind of has a gut. Like it's a it's a six pack ab, but it's a it's a stomach though. It's just because the workout yeah. regimen was different at the time, and right now we're focused on cardio and and lean and getting true, you know, zero zero body fat and all of that. And so when you look at you know Jason Momoa and Aquaman, for example, skinny he's as a, a rail. big guy. Yeah. He's buff and he's huge and he's wide and he has huge shoulders and all that. And he's a lot bigger than like a Chris Evans or. Uh, 
I don't know who else at the bar. Oh, Chris Hemsworth. But still, they have like fucking tiny waists. A little 30 yeah. inch waist. Yeah, these like 6'3, six, 6'4 six, dudes with like giant linebacker shoulders have like 28 inch waists. They're top heavy. They're very top heavy. And uh, is that, what is that? Is that CrossFit? Who knows? I don't exercise. I do exercise, but I don't do that. Um, so, yeah, so this movie starts out. It is, it's visually interesting. I, I, I enjoy it. But, um, so I'm sorry. I'm going to be Go going to be super negative right yeah, now. <laughs> no, I, I mean, there are, I think some of the looks are very good. Yeah. Uh, some of the uh, design of the characters, but man, so the action is just so Oh, yeah. it's poorly so shot. Bad. Yeah. There's, there's better stunt work in First Wives Club. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is so, because I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this film in years yeah. and years. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be a surprise. Uh, what was my childhood like? <laughs> and um, I'm like, okay, this is pretty bad so far, uh, but maybe the action will be good. Yeah. Nope. No. So, no. A lot of, to fall back not on. a lot of like squibs going off, but like fi- like explosions. So there, so, uh, what the hell is it? Skeletor has like stormtroopers, but they're all like, it's all like hundreds of, of uh, Darth Vader's with no capes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's what they look like. They've got the Darth Vader helmet in normal stormtrooper Star Wars stormtrooper like costumes, but just painted black. Like that's how we're gonna like differentiate ourselves. But they've got the Darth Vader helmet. It's super weird. They borrowed heavily from a couple. Oh yeah, you know different uh, existing yeah properties properties for sure. And uh, so we've got these stormtroopers everywhere. He Man's fighting them. They've got laser guns, and yeah. he's got a giant unwieldy sword. <laughs> I'm not sure what purpose that st- that sword's supposed to be because it doesn't look like you can really fight with it. I think okay, but the sword is a throwback from the show. Sure. And what we learn at like minute ninety nine is that the sword is like a key to Castle Grayskull. That was some very important information <laughs> yeah. that they kind of held to the very end. Yeah, wait, that was like 10 minutes left of the movie, and he's like, I've got the key to Grace. This you is what I needed the whole time. That. Like, really? <laughs> they never set up anything. But, you know, apparently, because later on, I was asking, I was asking myself, uh, when Skeletor comes to Earth, I know I'm jumping ahead, but Skeletor comes to Earth to get He-Man and take him back to Eternity, I'm like, they had the key. Why don't they just leave him there? Yeah, I thought point. all they wanted yeah. was the key. So they're like, okay, fuck it. We've got it. Now let's strand He-Man on you can, Earth forever you can and get be rid, rid of, of He-Man. Him. Yeah. But no, they had to get. They had to like lure well, him the, back. But they needed the whole torture scene where like Skeletor needs to hide behind his uh, staff, staff and like go, ooh, that, like, whip He-Man. That, oh. that like where, where He-Man's getting flogged like he's at the off-sunset yeah. street fair. Yeah. He looked like he was enjoying it. Yeah. He looked like, uh, what's his name? Principal Bob from the Eagle. What's his name? That paddles oh, everyone. Principal Bob, just to give you some subtext, there's this uh, bar that we go to in L.A. called The Eagle. And if you go there on any given night, there is this older gentleman that everyone refers to as Principal Bob. And if you want, Principal Bob will talk to you like a student and spank you with a paddle. Or oh, e- so, so he gives good marks. Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, yo. But uh, even if you don't want. Uh, Principal Bob, <laughs> well, he'll ask you. He will ask. He will ask. But the, my favorite thing about Principal Bob is that his paddle. There's so much to like already. Oh my god, his paddle! It looks like, uh, like um, it's like a frat paddle. Looks like a frat oh, paddle, okay. you know. But it's like homemade, like out of like pieces of cardboard and like packing tape. It's so sad. He gives you a scale of how 
what do you want it from scale one to ten? Yeah. And I've heard from friends that have gotten like a seven that it really fucking hurts. Because people are just like, sure, <laughs> why weird. why not, old dude? Go he for did it. it. Have he did it, it to me once, and I think fuck. I said like a four. There's something – I mean, uh, this is a completely strange <laughs> just to start out with. But the thing – the the making your own paddle yeah. and it being janky. It's so janky. Like, there's something about that that, like, ugh. But then it, but then it hurt. Like, I, did, I didn't do yeah. it. But I did it. Yeah. I it hurt. <laughs> did it Did it endear you? Or did you – after that, you're like, I'm never dealing with this guy again. I – I find him endearing. He's kind of funny. It's like, there he is. I like that he's there. It <laughs> yeah. gives some character to the bar. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a, sta- a staple. And one day when we go there, he's not going to be there. <laughs> and we're just going to wonder, where's Principal where's Bob? Where's Principal Bob? You're going to look at oh. each other wistfully and be like, you know, yeah. I could go for like some weird I could go for a six right now. <laughs> 5.75. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there is there is a flogging scene at the end of this movie. There's a, there's a lot of S and M imagery going on with He Man. Uh, he Man has these cute briefs. They look like briefs. It looks like they're giving him a lot of support. Well, the animated He Man just wore some furry briefs. He was yep. very like Conan the Barbarian, you know. They don't give him He Man's cute little Prince Adam pink top. No, I always like that in the He Man design. Prince Adam. Show. Prince Adam is wearing purple tights. Ugg boots, they're like lilac tights. Ugg boots, the fur vet, the fur uh, briefs over it, a white Henley, and like a pink collared shirt with the sleeves cut off over the white Henley. There you got a He-Man outfit. Right? Top that out Prince with Adam. the blonde page boy, blonde page cut boy with yeah. bangs. I always felt like he was the guy who worked out, who wore tight clothes. <laughs> Did he, but he did he have the secret thing where you didn't know that he was He Man? Yes. Yeah, okay. people didn't know that Prince Adam was He Man, even though he sure. looked exactly like he. Well, Prince Adam was more pale, and He Man just turned tan all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam's like his dis, his like disguise or thing that he threw people off was that he was lazy. Tila was there to like teach him how to fight. And, like, you know, he's the prince, so, you know, we've got to teach him to be, like, a warrior and all that. And he would always just be like, ah, I just want to hang out with Cringer and, like, fish in the lake. <laughs> Which, wouldn't that have been really fun to work into the movie? It could have been cool. It's not there. It's not there at all. But also, Prince Adam has He-Man's exact body. And nobody's like, but if he's so lazy. <laughs> right? Why is he shredded? Where did you get those traps? Seriously, his arms are, like... 22 inches around. I don't know. Is that a lot? That sounds like it's big. Is that is a that rim? possible? <laughs> I don't know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That's like... I'll tell you how much I work out. <laughs> or light cars. <laughs> so we, we... My two weaknesses combined. Yeah. So we do start off in the Castle Grayskull throne room, which is a huge set. Very impressive. Yeah, they spent all of their but cash yeah, on this set. Palatial. Yeah, gigantic. Um, we've, we see the Black Stormtroopers. We see the Sorceress. Who, the Sorceress's motif in the animated series is like, she's got like this eagle headdress. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a cool Yeah. Look. It's, it's a, a fun look. Yeah, it's a very fun look. Um, but m- like most, you know, lady superhero costumes of the time it's a bathing suit you know so in this we've got uh just like a white gown a crazy crystalline like crown and like a flowing wig we should also mention that she's played by ross geller's mother from friends or more importantly monica geller's mother who was in this movie movie. wow i just put the friends connection together right now yeah 
they have a scene together at the very end. And I wonder if they if if years later they would sit on friends and reminisce about remember that day on Masters <laughs> of the Universe. <laughs> it's funny. I did have a thought that came into my mind that made me feel so stupid and I said it out loud that oh, I was like, "Wow, wow, Courtney Cox, it's kind of a shame that nothing became of that career." Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> but you were to, to yeah. to be fair, you were thinking about a movie career. A movie Well, yeah. I mean, she had the Scream movies. Yeah. <clears throat> Niche success. Yeah. And she and she had Ace Ventura. But yeah, I was just kind of thinking like of of a poor Courtney Cox sitting at home, like just watching Masters curse, of the Universe on reruns. Yeah, that but could yeah, have been somebody. No, no, I no. think that she, I think she did quite well for she herself. She can buy and sell all of us. Ooh, that friend's cash. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that friend's cash. She got that friend's dough. Um, so, all right, we've got the sorceress. Oh, okay, so we've got kind of our first glimpses of Skeletor played by Frank Langella, and I do have to say he is doing. Everything he is approaching this, this stupid material like it's King Lear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's doing a lot of heavy lifting because no one else is. Uh, no, seri- seriously, he's holding this thing up on on his shoulders. He's but he's got like cape work. He's got a staff. I feel like Sir Ian McKellen may have watched this movie several times. So he got some Gandalf, you know, <laughs> action. Gandalf, you know, he does this thing where it, like. He'll do these moves and he'll cross the staff in mm-hmm. front of his face and like turn his head. He's and really taking advantage of that prop work. This, with that yeah, staff. he's got some great prop work. But what we notice watching this movie in HD on a on a giant television is that he's his entire body is covered head to toe. You don't see an inch of Franklin Jell's skin. His arms. He's wearing uh, like a bodysuit. That's got full arms, including gloves, and the gloves have pointy nails. Like, straight up drag queen it's style. It's a full Shangela glove, like, with a <laughs> pointed, like, uh, a pointed tip nail. Like, a, mm-hmm. yeah, not not a square tip or an almond, like a shit, like, pointy. You can scratch your eyes. I like to those. think of Skeletor going to get his nails done. You Sitting know, on the throne room and having a... Having a manicure, getting a fill. A manicure. Yeah. On the throne. Yeah. I mean, the costume design is pretty impressive when you look at it up close and you really see a lot of the detail on it. But, you know, it still probably was from Central Costume somewhere. It was just like, this looks this looks sci-fi. There's a little camp to his performance. A you little? Know? Okay, yeah, there's yeah. a ton. Where, where it's like, I, I kind of got the... Uh, the Batman, the old Batman series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you reminded me of kind of like a Joker in some oh, of the, sure. the camera angles. They have yeah. like a little lower Dutch angle yeah. where he's kind of like playing the camera. And, That's uh, how you know he's a villain. Right? <laughs> and also, I swear to God, I heard, I mean, you know, it's going to be later, but that Dustin Hoffman Captain Hook. Is, yeah. It's that same kind of like over the top. Yeah. They're playing the same role. But if you're Frank Langella and you come into this and you're like, I mean, you you have to know that this is based on a cartoon, a children's television show, which is based on the toys. Whole, the whole point of this is to sell toys. Yeah, yeah. There's not a higher level to this. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't think for anyone, really. And so he sees this script. He's the villain. And I think he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to make the most of it. You know? Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. do what I do. And I'm going to have fun. And, and I don't know if Frank Langella had done all that many movies in Hollywood. You know what's funny? I did. The, I had the same moment where I'm like, yeah. I can't believe Frank Langella's in it. And then I looked in up his IMDb and I'm like, yeah, he's been in some films. Like, yeah. He's not like some yeah, lauded he wasn't, yeah. actor, I don't I mean, think. I, yeah. Probably prior to this, he had done a lot of stage work. Probably. Yeah, more yeah, stage yeah. work. I, I guess, I, I'm sorry, uh, lauded like in the, just in sure. film. Yeah. yeah, probably a yeah, very accomplished 
stage actor, but it's not like I was like, oh, you know that great film role where it's like, oh, what else has he done? Yeah, well, yeah. he did that really cool Dracula. That's true. He did, a, he did a yeah. big Dracula. Um, I mentioned that he has one of the best portrayals of Richard Nixon on film. He's really good in Frost Nixon. I like yeah. that you got yep. that. You pulled some <laughs> Nixon from Skeletor. <laughs> I saw. I saw a little bit of it. I'll That's so it. funny. We might do. Well, we might do the impressions later. <laughs> oh, Monty. Oh. Bring me He-Man. Bring, bring me He-Man. I need Castle Grayskull. <laughs> Sorceress. Uh, so we, we've, got, like, we've got all the heads of Snake Mountain have fully taken over. Yeah. Castle Grayskull. We've got Skeletor in there. We see him camping it up. And this is where we first see my favorite character of this movie, Evelyn. Played by Meg Foster. Played she's, by Meg Foster. She's pretty fierce. This, oh my God. Everything about Evelyn I love. I love her look. Her makeup. Yeah. She's got, what she's wearing. She's got, she fully has a cut crease uh, contoured eye. Mm-hmm. With She even has contouring in her cheeks to make her cheeks look, look like yeah. sunken in. Um, those are Meg Foster's actual eyes, by the way. I don't know what the hell is wrong with her because they look like. As a child, I was really intrigued yeah. by it's her. It's like she's scary looking. She's the yeah. only scary thing in this. Yeah. Everything is so over the top and silly. Yeah. But she uh, she was the only believable thing in this for me. Yeah, I feel like she's oddly underused in the movie. For sure. Too. And I feel if, like they could have had more fun with that character. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with her um, or, or her look. Uh, but if you have, or if you listen to our show, sh- she's got the same eyes as Goldie Hawn at the end of Death Becomes Her. Oh yeah! After her character dies, she's got these crazy blue eyes that are so like blue. They're very White Walker yeah, eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They look like contacts, and they do this this insane dramatic makeup job on her. And she's wearing this costume, which. Um, I read that the costume was so heavy that she was just covered in bruises. She's wearing this like, yeah, she's wearing like a chest plate that's like um, a harness and uh, it's metallic. I got like space disco uh, matriarch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's got this crazy. It's not a crown or a tiara. It's like a whole, just almost a helmet, but it's, but it's jeweled headpiece. Yeah. We'll post a picture of it on on our Instagram. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she she has mentioned Meg Foster has mentioned that she, that the uh, that it was extremely heavy and that she was covered in in. Okay, so Meg Foster's costume weighed a reported forty five pounds. The actress sustained bruises to her groin from the <laughs> breastplate she wears throughout the film. She said the breastplate constructed of fiberglass restricted her movements a great deal, which is why Evelyn is never shown sitting. She also said that the discomfort from the costume helped in the performance as the weight and design forced her to put out her chest during every take, generating the character's slinky posture. How about that? But she was very, she was very, like, her posture was very specific. And um, I do love that the character's name, I mean, this is not from the movie. This was already established, but her name is Evelyn. <laughs> Right there, that's super drag. That is, super drag. <laughs> yeah. But it's a, but it's along the line of these characters. These people were just like, all right. So this character, he's gonna have like a skeleton face. So he's like a skeleton. So oh, wait, wait, let me stop you right there. We're calling him Skeletor. <laughs> I, I was gonna go with Skeleton, but the Skeletor <laughs> works a little better. All right, I like it. 
perfect. Yeah. He's a skeleton skeleton. <laughs> Next. Yeah. So He-Man. <laughs> That's the name? That's it. The whole thing. We're calling it He-Man. He-Man. It's like Man-Man. <laughs> we're just repeating it. This is the best idea we have for this. Okay, moving yeah. forward. What's the sister name? She-Woman? No. <laughs> no, but we're yeah. going to mix it up. We're just Second word is just made up. Ra. 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 Just she-Ra. Love it. But it really Prince. puts into perspective Move. that Go. all of this was just... All of this idea was just birthed in a toy executive's boardroom. Yeah. yeah. That's as deep as this gets. <laughs> but hey, I mean, it it, it freaking worked. It yeah, it got worked. all of us. It just captured my imagination as a child for yeah. so long. Yeah. I feel like such an idiot child. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. <laughs> fell for it. If anybody they wants to if anybody wants to watch a really great documentary on he-Man in general. It's the mini series on Netflix, The Toys That Made Us. They, yeah, have, mentioning a, that. they have a great He-Man episode. The He-Man episode is really good. Um, so we don't get any explanation of who He-Man is, why they need him. We just kind of get that he's a good fighter or maybe a leader of like, are they re- the, the resistance? Are we resisting Skeletor? It seems like there's a lot that happened before this movie started that we didn't get. Yeah, it wasn't know? in the budget to yeah. film it. This is definitely the sequel of... When we show up, uh, Skeletor has already taken the castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, much like all great epics that get to our story midway, yeah. like the Odyssey and the Iliad. They're, they're just, they're just like, it hey, just Star Wars did it. Drops you in our story. Yeah, lots of Homeric turns yeah. in this uh, <laughs> Masters of the Universe. We can thank, uh, we can thank Discount Godard for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, some other characters that we get introduced to from the sh- from the series are Man at Arms. Who is like the older, you know, weapons guy? He looks like James Cromwell. He's so. the <laughs> Cromwell, the resident daddy of he's the crew. Got, he's got the Selleck mustache, and his daughter Tila. Now this T- this is not my Tila. Hashtag not my Tila. Thank you, thank you. Because <laughs> the Tila on the show had again the superhero superheroine like bathing suit costume. She had a little tiara and like a red updo. This tiara is Tila's just I don't know what she's. She's on her way to workout class. Yeah, she's on her way to aerobics. Um, This costume is a little interesting. Uh, She's. I didn't care for this. this She just looks plain. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. She she acts terribly. Like she's the kind of casting which you think like is this nepotism or (laughs) I mean Man at Arms wasn't great either. Right. Right. I don't want to. I'm not picking on her specifically. But there's a lot of bad acting to go around. Yeah. In this, but uh, yeah, she doesn't add a lot to the whole movie. Yeah. And my like ten year old brain was just like, that's not what Tila looks like. You know, she's wearing gray. She's just gray. Everything about her is gray. She just doesn't have a lot. There's not a lot exciting about her, especially when you're coming from a, a, a afternoon tele- cartoon series. But um, there's like a crazy fight in Castle Grayskull, and somehow they get cast to Earth. Yeah. We got to mention. Did you mention Grildor or Gildor? Geldor? <laughs> Gwildor? Gwildor? Good we Lord. haven't even gotten to fake Orko. <laughs> Played by resident 80s little person Billy Barty. I mean, yeah. the 80s, if you ever needed a little person, he, yeah, a magical little person, Billy Barty was always top of that list. He was a workhorse. He was in Legend Willow. Yeah. He did, he did everything. He looks like a budget-ass Willow in this, though. He does. <laughs> like his like, fried egg face. Like, yeah. The makeup on uh, him is a little... Mm. 
His makeup is literally a mask that went over his head with two eye holes cut out. Like there was nothing. There was no expression on it whatsoever. It was yeah. There's a lot of uh, solid upper lips. Yeah. in this Planet of the Apes level. Yes, like, thank you. Uh, makeup. It's like for Skeletor, it's one thing. How are you going to put a skeleton face on a person's face? Like, I think the Skeletor face is successful for 1987. I'm okay with it. But Gwildor, Jesus. Yeah. Just bottom of the barrel look. It's frightening, too. And he's not even supposed to be a scary character. Yeah, he's supposed to be like the friendly kind of, uh, what is it, nutty professor type. Yeah, yeah. So, But he ends up being our discount Orko because the the Orko character in the cartoon show flies. He's like a little flying wizard. Um, And so they couldn't, obviously couldn't have a flying guy doing magic. So they, but they got a little person to run around dressed like a shitty hobbit. You kind of need a hobbit. Yeah. After I'm serious, after the hobbit, it kind of was the template for every you need a little fantasy sidekick. thing. Yeah. 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 So, um they make our way to Earth because I guess they can't uh they can't shoot the entire movie yeah. in the, <laughs> the, the budget won't allow throne it. room. They don't have the budget for yeah, for it to be a future, you know, area. They or, have yeah. to move set. this film shoot to Uptown Whittier. Yeah, and and they did. They shot they shot a lot of it in in Uptown Whittier. It's just a small little, uh, small little couple of blocks of street that look very throwback. You know, looks like a you know anywhere America. Yeah, um, it's unclear of where where this town is. They never name it, but we do know that our main human characters, Julie and oh, Kevin. Man. This whole Kevin! subplot. Kevin! This whole subplot of this movie that nothing says He Man like. Like American teenagers, American teenagers, girl loses her parents oh in a private God. plane crash. Yeah, can you imagine reading this script and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So <laughs> you know, you know why we're here, right? We're here to sell plastic uh, action figures, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, this this poor girl's parents die <laughs> in a plane crash. Why are we putting that in the kids' minds? That's her character beat. Is that uh, her parents have like just died, like just died. Yeah. And. Do you think that the writers were going for a Sarah Connor angle with this subplot and character? Because she's our, like, every woman. She's our every woman that everyone's, like, all of these things are happening around her, and then she's being chased after. It feels very the and original term. And a good-looking blonde man tells her, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. But, yeah, so now we just have... Crazy Dolph Lundgren. Who? Okay, so Dolph Lundgren, his body. Oh boy, is, let's get into Dolph. His body's crazy. He's dressed in briefs, an S and M harness, and a cape, slathered in baby oil. Yeah, yeah, and but isn't Dolph Lundgren actually really tall too? I feel like, I feel like he's like a big. He's not like like Jean Claude Van Damme, an impressive man, but I think Van Damme's kind of short stature. He's a little compact, which is guy. fine. I'm not the tallest man on earth. I'm not saying anything about that. But I'm what. I'm trying to illustrate. Is Did that, you see me shaking my small fist? <laughs> what at you? are you talking about? But I think Dolph Lundgren is an impressive-looking specimen. When you see him, you're just like, Holy "Oh yeah, shit. he does look." I mean, he does. He, I mean, he looks like what I imagine a German Superman would look like. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren definitely. is six four. There you go. Damn. Come on, that is a beast of a person. His birth name was Hans. 
Well, how about that? Hans Lundgren. And we all know what Dolph is short for, right? Dolphin. <laughs> um, no. well, it's got to be he's Adolf, smooth, right? He's smooth like a dolphin in this movie. He is smooth. He doesn't have any hair I didn't. It was so. Mullet. It was so weird for me growing up, uh, being a young teenager and getting, you know, uh, chest hair and being like, I'd never seen this before what? represented <laughs> in media. Like, no, no. I don't know what to do. Then, Can I see a doctor? The 80s and the early 90s are not a good time for men having chest hair. That was just wax or shaved no. off. Get it Always. out of here! Yeah. I mean, unless you were uh, Tom Selleck. Yeah, right. he was like the last remnant of. Like, he was like the dude. bastion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of hair. It's not even back now. I, I feel like Burt Reynolds also. Oh, uh, yeah, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. You can't talk hair. Tom Selleck without talking Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. They're like uh, two peas in a mustachioed in pod. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so now we're on Earth in some weird town. We've got uh, Julie working at this chicken shack. Also very Terminator because she starts out as a waitress. As a waitress. And her like her sassy friend is just like, hey, following her around. So, I mean, I think you've made this clear already, but we it's like a completely different movie all oh, of a sudden. Completely oh, completely yeah. different. These, uh, these weird uh, future fantasy space people jump yeah. in a portal and then we're slammed into regular the regular world yeah. with yeah. Courtney Cox. And the dude from Voyager. So, uh, they're minors? They're teenagers? I think they're just about to graduate. They're high just school. about to graduate high school because yeah. there's a high school dance. So she sets up to her sassy chicken shack coworker. Parents are dead. Uh, I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. I'm packing up my house and I'm moving across the country. Does she say who she's going to go live with? She's she's ostensibly just, 17 years old. She's going to move across the country as a 17-year-old and start a maybe, new life. Maybe 18. She could very well be 18. And she's heading to Jersey? I think I think they said that. I think you undershot it a little. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I got to start over a fresh start. Yeah, I'm going to go to yeah. Hoboken. Um <laughs> she's leaving she's leaving the boyfriend Kevin. She doesn't necessarily say that she, she's like she doesn't necessarily set up that she's leaving Kevin because like he's not good for her or anything, but she's just like, I need to start fresh. I think we just inferred that by watching. Yeah, him. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kevin just... seems like a piece of shit. And I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering, are we supposed to like this character? Because it seems yeah. like at the end he saves the day. Yeah, it's, and it's... is this like, is it like, no. are we supposed to like him? Unclear. Is this warranted? He, is he redeemed? He's that, that he classic kind of like nerdy, ineffective, like yeah. white guy yeah. uh, boyfriend who's yeah. like, maybe he's going to stand up and be the hero, or you know, you're waiting for him to to show up and sorry uh, guys, oh, no problem, <laughs> uh, to do something. And I guess he kind of does do something at the end, but um, yeah, he's just a wet blanket the whole time for yeah, me. Yeah, totally. You called him a, a beta. <laughs> oh yeah, beta. <laughs> what a beta. What a beta. Um. I mean, I do remember as a as a young kid, you know, watching this movie, thinking he thinking he's kind of cute. But now I don't know what I was thinking. No, he's fine. He did later on go on to uh, star in uh, Star Trek Voyager. Like I said, he was on that show for God. How many seasons was what? Seven seasons. How about that? But I mean, hey, he didn't really do much otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking for a, a character actor, kind of unnoticeable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He had some great. Uh, he had. Uh, he was a musician. Kevin. Kevin uh, played keyboards in a band. They set that up right away. That comes back later in the script. Yes, they set up that Kevin has perfect pitch, throwaway line, 
in the beginning of the movie. He's got perfect pitch. He plays keyboards in a band, and his band is playing the high school dance. I have a lot of questions about this high school dance that's done on the last day of school. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Voyage Around the World or something like that. <laughs> it was like... The school really had it in the budget to decorate this gym. I mean, they look like they were made of plywood. Look pretty good. Though. They got the shop class to like to like cut out these uh, these designs. Oh, you mean the around the world fantasy? There prom? it is, around the world fantasy. Mm. Lots of uh, silver metallic like tasseled curtains. Um, you, you, there's the uh, pyramids at Giza <laughs> done for you. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower. Tower. We had Big Ben. Uh, those are the only really three things I want to see. So pretty yeah. much. They find this device that, uh, what the fuck is his name? Gwildor. 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 Gwildor makes. You're, you're referring to the cosmic key? The cosmic key. <laughs> they find it in a cemetery just in a oh, ditch. That's my favorite thing. Okay, G- Gwildor opened a portal through space and time, apparently, uh, and they flew through it to get away from Skeletor's evil henchmen, and... The key got lost in the portal and landed somewhere else, and it created a crater in the cemetery. Yeah, when they first get to Earth, uh, the big goal is to find the key so they can get back to Eternia. Yeah. Um, but nobody can find it uh, except for these two plain-ass white people <laughs> who find it in... Oh, and this is a weird thing, too. So, yeah, she's already mentioned it, but she takes... Uh, what is it? It's Julie and Kevin. They go mm-hmm. to the cemetery to say goodbye to her parents. Yeah. Because she's going to be taking off. This is their last day. Yeah. And then as they're leaving in a ditch at a cemetery, yeah. they find this, what he calls a synthesizer? A Japanese synthesizer. Japanese synthesizer. Sure. And that's that's as far as it goes, and, and they just start playing with and, it? Yeah, but like they're there to say goodbye to her parents, and she's just like, I can't believe they're dead. Like I'm leaving everything behind. You, I'll never see you again, hopefully. <laughs> she's like super sad. They turn around and she's just like, "Holy shit, what is that?" Changes on a dime, <laughs> she's just, and she's super excited about it. But she, he he is too. I felt so yeah. bad because it's like the in the beginning it felt like, "Oh, this is the moment. This is like your last day here. You're yeah. spending it with your boyfriend. Like this is gonna be a heavy day for us." And then all of a sudden, like a little music nerd, he's like, "Look at this a Japanese yeah. synthesizer. <laughs> get out of here already! How did it get in this ditch? Who cares? <laughs> it's ours." So. Whenever they play it, it seems to open up this portal and let more people through. Well, I'm not, right? No, well, I don't think see, so. Isn't that what I got? This, no. is, so, <laughs> this time I actually paid attention to the plot, where as a kid I was just like, where are more toy opportunities? Yeah. Where are more things I can buy? Um, so by them using the key or by the, what's his name, Kevin pressing mm-hmm. the button, mm-hmm. it let Skeletor know that it was being used. Yeah. And so he could like hone in on their coordinates and teleport yes, there. because Skeletor has his own key. Mm-hmm. There's a little button that starts off like a holograph. Oh yeah, holographic light show. Yeah, did Kevin later go on to write the electrical Main Street Parade <laughs> theme? His, just... Kevin's the character. Kevin's the last name is Moog. No and, shit. <laughs> oh, no. okay. I totally no. bought that. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking right at my iPad when I said that. Um, yeah, no, but he's showing it off to every, anybody he can find. People on the sidewalk, he's like, press this button. Uh, <laughs> and every time he does it, Skeletor and, and, and Evelyn are just like zooming in on Google Maps, like Eternity and Google Maps. Yeah. Enhance. Yeah. <laughs> they had this really cool like Star Trek style like uh, map room. 
stellar cartography, if Ooh, you will. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. It's exactly in like... In 100 years, I will major in that. <laughs> so this is the part of the movie that kind of blurs together in my mind yeah. is when they're just running around the streets of Whittier. There's a lot of running around the streets of this town wherever they live in. They're in like a junkyard at one point that looks like a prop a prop house yeah, yes. yeah. in the valley. <laughs> yeah. There, it, There's fully like a Christmas tree in the background. It, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They just needed some um, a labyrinthine like area for them to explode things. There are so many explosions and pyrotechnics in this movie. I I'm, was getting really nervous during I'm it. I'm surprised. Oh, my God. It the looked stunts, dangerous. The stunts look so dangerous in this. Well, yeah, the, the, it felt very budget, even yeah. though you know that a lot of money was at the, for yeah. the time was put into it. Some of the, th- the explosions yeah. are like right next to people, and you're like, did they just blind an extra? Yeah. We were joking that there's a fire truck in a shot, and we were wondering if the fire department just had to come for a fire, and they just put the fire in the, in the shot. gym is well, ridiculous. We Apparently, already... the fire in the gym is a real thing. Yeah, I did. I did some research, which means clicking on one YouTube video sure. about the seven things you didn't know sure. about He Man, and what, I think number four was they almost burned down that gym. Like the, this is the a shot very problematic the, shoot. The shot of the fire in the gym when they're actually running out of the room and they cut over, they pan the camera to the stage on fire looks troubling. I was just yeah. like, holy shit. It looks way too big to be indoors at all. It looks out of hand. And clearly it was. Yeah. It was right before time. someone called 911. And yeah. since we already have the fire trucks here, let's just put them in the shot. Yeah. It'll just save us some money. The camera. <laughs> It'll save us some money. They're like, Dolph, go. Go. Go now. Dolphy, baby. I don't know about this. They look really like real peoples. Hey, Dolph. Hey, Dolph. <laughs> don't say, hey, Dolph. People get upset. <laughs> Are you sure about this? The fire brigade is in the shot. Brigade, because he's European, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, so this is just all. This is just a setup for for He Man and and Co to meet up with Julie and Kevin. One thing about Dolph, sure. people don't know. It's very unfair. He had a lot of dental work during this, <laughs> the filming of this movie. So if it looks like... Just Novocaine every had, morning. Yeah, anesthesia in his face yeah. when he's delivering lines. Just yeah. a lot of dental work, Just guys. Just give him the benefit of the Please. doubt. <laughs> so this is where it kind of th- turns into the first Thor movie. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Courtney when Cox watched, is the Natalie Portman character. When I character. watched the Kenneth Branagh Thor, I was like, well, this is pretty much just the Masters of the Universe movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very paint by numbers. Uh, right? It's a fish out of water. Fish out of water. Yeah. Uh, people from another planet come to Earth and they run around a downtown. You know that old chestnut. It's a big Nord in the city, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's also yeah. It's that movie where uh, didn't they do one of these where Arnold Schwarzenegger is like Hercules and all of a sudden he's loose in like Manhattan? Hercules in New York. Yeah. Hercules in New York. Yeah. They, I mean they they've done this is a, yeah. a type of film. Yeah. I like in Hercules in New York, they dress him in a Tom of Finland. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Outfit. <laughs> also, Babe Pig in the City. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a working title for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they went with Masters of the Universe instead. So um, what we decided is that the uh, well, we've already talked about how Tila sucks, but she can't hold that gun worth a damn. No, it's upsetting. It, but it's—I feel like the stunt people on this movie are real stunt people. I don't think so. Well, but the blade guy with the swords—he looks like he knows what he's doing with that sword. Give me, give me a broom. I can do the same move. 
<laughs> I do that move when I'm cleaning up around the house. I right. pretend I fight with it's a but, giant sword yeah, and I no, swing it around. No one told her, don't hold the gun like that. It really looks like you've never held one before in your life. As a child, I knew that that was incorrect. I was the, like, what do you... There's a lot of like swords clashing without any resistance. Right. You know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of... Yeah, the action is just uh, lacking. Yeah. He's clearly swinging that sword with the intention of hitting that staff or whatever. He's not actually trying to stab someone of with course, it. Of course, like, yeah. No, this is not believable at all. Dolph's acting style, too, gives me a little bit of a Frankenstein on Botox kind of look. <laughs> Just kind of a... I can't move my voice. There's, the, there's, the, there's the part... This is as good as we're going to get today. There's the part in that Canon documentary when the... The directors mm-hmm. and the people at Canon were talking to Stallone. Yeah. And they said, we got this guy, Dolph Lundgren, who you might know to play He-Man. And Stallone was like, you gave that guy lines? <laughs> <laughs> and Stallone had just come off Rocky IV working with him. spoke all that much English on Rocky IV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they were probably just feeding him English lines. Hey, you guys. I Dolph- imagine that, yeah, they wrote it out on big cards just phonetically for whatever his uh, su- uh, Swedish, I guess, would be his. Yeah. Natural language? Yeah. I mean, say what you will about Dolph Lundgren, but doesn't he have, like, a master's or something? Don't they always say, like, he's a rocket scientist, you guys? I'm a chemical engineer. Something and like I can that. bench press 250. <laughs> Is Dolph Lundgren the one that those <laughs> people broke into his house and they found out that it was Dolph Lundgren? And they were like, oh, off, our bad. <laughs> sorry. Oh, we're really? just going to go. The I think robbers was, were like, I never think mind. it was Dolph Lundgren. Hey, Dolph! Yeah. Don't, first of all, don't say hey, Dolph around <laughs> me. This is my place. Amsgray. I have to look it up and so see. So do you think it was because they were like, oh, shit, he can kick our ass? Or were they just like, oh, that's that's Ivan Drago. Like, he's cool. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. Do you think he mm. had, like, framed pictures of himself? Autographed posters of he Ivan signed his Drago own. <laughs> in his own house? I signed the poster of Ivan Drago oh, as shit, Drago. You guys, look whose house this is. So I think this is around the time that we meet Principal Strickland. Thieves, <laughs> thieves flee after breaking into Dolph Lundgren's Spanish home. Wow. The criminals fleed as soon as they realized the owner of the house was Dolph Lundgren. So they were scared shitless of what would happen. He had all of those universal soldiers... Uh, <laughs> Uh, set stills up on the wall. Oh my god! How did they know? What else has Dolph done? Uh, yeah, I mean Aquaman. Oh, you're well, right. Be- you're right. Yeah, that was the last thing he's but done. But between like the 80s and 2017, what else has he done? <laughs> like just a lot of yeah. soul searching. Weird stuff. Yeah, there, I mean there, there's a there's a corniness to this that yeah, so many things. I was getting a lot of Power Rangers. Oh, for sure. At times, like with the with how okay. Here's the real question. Whose dubbing was tougher to do, Grill Doors or Dolph's? Who <laughs> <laughs> was harder to Dolph. match? We're gonna, match we're gonna have that, to, that poor lip sync. We're gonna have to loop all this, you guys. I take it that <laughs> Billy Barty. Don't was, even turn the microphones <laughs> yeah. on. Billy Barty was probably pretty used to looping his lines because yeah. he's acted a lot in makeup. Sure, true. So he yeah. probably knew his way around it a little more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were like, uh, yeah. To be fair, like Billy Barty, Frank Langella, Eva Lynn, like there were some good performances. Yeah. And I appreciate a good campy sci-fi movie, but other than those three, ooh, yeah, are some agree. tough going. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Who is the uh, principal you mentioned? Principal Strickland from Back to the Future. He's also in Problem Child. He's the principal. Yeah. He doesn't. Call, no, he's not the principal. He's the teacher. He I'm doesn't call uh, Kevin a slacker, but uh, he should have. That Mister Clean looking effort. Yeah, yeah. 
He My really, father was Mr. Clean. I like that he ends <laughs> up, I'm Donald Clean. I like that he ends up just staying in Eternia. Yeah, with this, right? With yeah. this big-tittied, like, Eternian, <laughs> Eternian, Eternian space woman. space broad I grabbed. Yeah. He ends up right, but like he's sitting like right next to the 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 sorceress. Like he's like the new, like he's her new like major domo or like some sort. Of <laughs> <laughs> he's her like a chamberlain. I don't know. That's weird. gonna be a really bad odd couple when it's like the uh, the like Jersey esque you know detective <laughs> yeah. with the sorceress of Eternia. Yeah, he he he's like he's asking pick up for, your socks. He wants like a hoagie, and she keeps <laughs> she keeps bringing him like <laughs> glowing space food <laughs> meal pellets. <laughs> <laughs> Gelatinous cubes. <laughs> I want my I want my sausage and peppers. <laughs> I always forget how Come much on. of this movie that he's in. I always expect the script to he's, sort of do away with them halfway through, but no, no they no. keep him around till the end. Oh, he becomes a big fixture. As soon as he shows up on screen, he yeah. becomes the de facto uh, comic relief. Oh yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. He's he's the audience surrogate in this movie. There's a lot of like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. And, these <laughs> yeah. and like, he's very much like, he'll call, he calls like He-Man Blondie. <laughs> he's giving everybody a hard time. Yeah. A lot of grief. He's, see, he's seen it all. He's seen everything, you guys. Don't even try to pull a fast one on. Oh, I, I'm, at, I'm surprised there wasn't a line like, oh, when I retire tomorrow, yeah. like my last yeah. day. Right? He's oh, too old. For, too weird. He's too old for this shit. Yeah, he's two days away from retirement. So He's, I feel like everything in Uptown Whittier is pretty much pointless to go through because it's just a bunch of nonsense. It doesn't make to get yeah. them back to Castle Grayskull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of nonsense to get them yeah. back yeah, to their the, home planet. There's a lot of trying to track down the key. Sure, and the key is that instrument, that Japanese synthesizer yeah, looking yeah. thing. And then there's like the surfboard, the air surfboard scene. Yeah, the, oh, like yeah. Green Goblin, like flying machines. Whatever that that went on way too whatever long. that way too yeah. long kind of reminds me of Chris O'Donnell rides one in one of the Batman Schumacher movies Batman and Robin <laughs> yeah. yeah that was just like a piece of door that they were like surfing like snowboarding down like back to Gotham City oh man I wish we watched that movie yeah there's so much better lines <laughs> every every line by Schwarzenegger in that is just gold we're gonna yeah. do Batman and Robin yeah I have, we a, will. I have a soft spot in my mind in my heart for yeah. the Schumacher Batman movie. I can see you being a Chris O'Donnell fan. Is of that course. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. He yeah. was one of the big inspirations why I got my ear pierced when, no I, was in, <laughs> when I was like in eighth grade. O- O'Donnell homage. Some be- yeah, but there was some, some Robin beefcake. But I mean, okay, so... Oh, God. These henchmen are terrible. Evelyn sends some henchmen to find them. They suck, and then she's like... She tries to defend them at one point, and, and Skeletor's just like, well, if you think they're so fucking good, then why don't you go down there? He sends her to Earth. Evelyn's running all over town trying to find Kevin and Julie and the key. And yeah, all the stuff where they try to track everybody down. It's just a bunch of nonsense. It's it's crazy. Like, it would be just stupid just to break it all down. Yeah. And go, like, it's a lot of back and forth. And you miss this person and they were just here. Yeah, yeah. Now he's got the key. And yeah, it's pretty bad. Just causing property damage to this. Yeah, small town Main Street. This yeah. deserted town. This deserted town. Is there's no nobody one, there? No one is seeing any of this happen. Yeah, there's a full space army marching <laughs> down Main Street <laughs> is Whittier. It, is it 7 o'clock? Is, is it 10 o'clock? Is sleeping? it midnight? Is it 4 a.m.? 4 a.m.? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, that's so weird that there's no one that interacts with these things. Yeah. And then once everybody leaves and they go back to Eternia, all the other cops finally get there. And they're like, hey, Lubick, what, what about all these monsters, huh? 
It's like, what? No one saw that on your ride over? <laughs> Jesus. This, oh, my God. I'm also getting some Zool vibes from Evil Lynn. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. That yeah. was another, like, early 80s yeah. badass evil woman oh, that I was, yeah. like, afraid of and attracted to yes. as a child. She was yes, a little indeed. androgynous, too. Yeah. I don't know. Like Did you guys... She sort of looked like a guy. Yeah. Did you guys have that as kids where you're like, I'm afraid of this person, but I think I'm attracted to them, too? Uh, Well... He-Man mostly. Okay. <laughs> You're just afraid of like the conversation afterwards and how awkward it would be. <laughs> so what do you how how much do you work out? I was afraid of those those thighs. <laughs> Could do some damage. I mean, no, yeah, that that totally that totally makes sense. I think sense, I had an but... evil Lynn and Zool thing as a kid. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what would happen because I'm a child, but I want to find out. <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely very, very sexy, very like oh, yeah. yeah. Very new wave looking. Very Ziggy Stardust. Avant-garde. Yes. Loved it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Evelyn is one of the best parts of this movie. Meg Foster looks crazy on IMDb, though. This picture of her, we'll put it up on the Instagram. Um, yeah, so we they finally make it back to Eternia. There's a lot of weird back and forth. There's a lot of setup that we, we missed or they just didn't give us about the He-Man sword being like a key So they to make the, the deal that they're going to leave the whole gang back on Earth, and He-Man's going to come to Castle Grayskull and be Skeletor's slave. I guess. Or a whipping boy. Yeah, they eventual, grab He-Man. Eventual boyfriend, maybe. <laughs> Unwilling. There's like a Stockholm Syndrome scenario he's yeah. imagining in his mind. <laughs> yeah. There this, has to be some fan fiction The scene that. where they're whipping oh, yeah. He-Man, and Skeletor is like clutching his staff... No pun intended. Yeah. And like staring at He-Man, he's just like loving every minute of it. I even get that He-Man kind of enjoys it too. And He-Man has lost his his S&M harness. He's lost his cape. So now he's just, just wearing the brown. Yeah. Now he's only wearing like these leather chonies and like nothing else. It's straight up when you go to the off sunset street fair or, like Folsom or something and you just walk by a flogging and you're just like, "Oh damn." Chris, you know all about that. Damn. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Tell me about it. I've been to a couple prides. I've seen some flogging. I've seen some leather daddies. Yeah, there's it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. It's it's the eagle on a on You know what's so Friday funny? Night. I was thinking yeah, I grew up uh in you know, Brooklyn and my mom yeah. and my dad had a lot of gay and lesbian friends yeah so i remember like having my mom's friend that was that classic 80s mustachioed like buff guy yeah, yeah. with the like tiny shirt <laughs> and it was like <laughs> oh yeah my friends are my mom has friends like on tv yeah that's really cool man but i mean then yeah so there's something to be said for the hyper masculinity of these toy li- this toy line that this came from this movie but yeah for for me i did have a lot of friends who were super into like military stuff and that kind yeah. of hyper masculinity and top gun and and gi joe and and the delta force movies and i w- i didn't really care about that i did like this kind of action you know and like you know things like star wars and i liked action stuff you know i also didn't mind playing with a my little pony every now and then same i was going to say i I played with many a Barbie as a kid, and that's probably why yeah. I have more. Yeah, I have more affection to Shira. Fair. I like the I like the girl power message of Shira. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I had I had some popples. <laughs> I had popples. <laughs> I had some My Little Pony. I had some popples. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to think. Yeah, yeah, there were some others, but it, there was none of that as a kid. There's no. 
Uh, I guess there was some stigma. Maybe I wasn't going to be playing with a Barbie specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But other than that, any animal type thing, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. But, uh, but our parents did not think twice about getting us Thundercats or He-Man. And you yeah. look at these action figures now, they're not dressed. They're so buff. They're like... the. The char- the character design, the molds of these figures, it's just like, what in the hell? Like, why are little boys, <laughs> they're making these for little boys? But, you know, as a little, little kid, I wasn't thinking about it that way. Um, later on, as I s- started to have uh, different types of feelings than other boys, I may <laughs> have realized something. But, you know... You're like, he means looking good. Yeah. <laughs> He's looking like a snack. I mean, Dolph Lundgren, shit. Is he, does God he give damn. you a little? I mean, he's just like, it's It's kind of undeniable how attractive this man is. You Especially know? early Dolph Lundgren from the 80s, like into A View to a Kill. Yeah. That's he's, the, a, he's a super he's handsome a man. very handsome man. Yeah. He is. And there's, it, a, there's a European coldness to him, though, uh, that yes, I don't know I if do, I'm yeah, just because yeah. I'm a, a yeah. yank. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know if uh, no one uses any of the terms in this use. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But I mean, even as a kid, like growing up, kind of maybe rewatching this, I don't know that I owned it. But I, no, maybe I had to have owned it because I remember watching it multiple times. Um, but I did th- even think that the actor who played Kevin was, was cute. And I was excited when he was on Voyager. I was like, it's Kevin from Masters of the Universe. Oh. I know that guy. But yeah, so it's like I, I kind of. I started off with it as a kid, innocent, you know, all the kids are, are are into it, so all the little boys are into it. But then after a while, I was just like, all right, there's something to that. <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, you know, everyone has the same imagery, yeah. you know, and yeah. they get something maybe a little different out yeah. of it yeah. Yeah. later. Yeah, but I mean, obviously the toy line, they were, they were cutting some corners just to like produce something cheap but make all the money back in volume. But like I was telling Scott, like, earlier all the all the male action figures had pretty much the same body just yep. a different head yeah you know skeletor is just as ripped as he-man oh yeah and when you is. watch this, the cartoon skeletor has some ripped. shredded legs on the yeah cartoon show. he's got like these thighs and like yeah. the crazy you know he's pecs. cut out sugar yeah and, oh yeah no know. and also Alcohol. i love that on the cartoon show skeletor has this high voice <laughs> he has this high voice he-man he-man <laughs> he's uptight yeah, <laughs> but Skeletor and the animated series had long pointy nails. Ooh. So they gave Frank Langella the like the Shangela gloves with like the nails attached to them, but it's, they were tying it into the show. So some of the things they got right, some they got totally wrong, but yeah, it's just a, it's just an interesting property. Nowadays kids like little boys cartoons i don't know what they're watching these days. What are kids watching these days? I don't who knows. What was that dragon show that your godson was watching. Oh yeah, on Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah, like Dragon Prince or whatever. I think kids really like that shit. Yeah, and also they are going to be rebooting He Man soon because they really? just announced. Oh yeah, live action He Man. A right? new live action He Man. Let me look up and see who's Ooh, playing He Man. That's the first. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Which is interesting because I remember watching Thor Ragnarok yeah. and I remember thinking, okay, so do this movie but put He Man in it. Yeah, and thank you. Thor I'm Ragnarok to me. Be, I'm sold. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Like, right. That's it actually would the work best. like that movie. The best way for them to approach it would be to do it with like a little smirk. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? They would Not have play to. too serious. Yeah. And Thor Ragnarok, that director, just he's he's my age. He's about a year older than me. He's in his early 40s. And I think he specifically referenced that, you know, um, just because it is so cr- Like when you think about it, you're just like, holy shit, fucking Thor. 
movies about Thor? Like when you really think it's like 15 years ago, I would have slapped you across the face. You're like, <laughs> you know what's going to be huge right. is those Thor movies. Yeah. Be like, what? Nobody yeah. reads Thor. That's so out, out of control. I felt the same way about Captain America. Yeah. I'm like, he's yeah. boring ass yep. Captain America. Yep. Who's Iron Man? Yeah, exactly. When, when Iron Man came when out. I heard Robert Downey Jr. in an Iron Man movie, I was like, who cares? About who Iron Man? cares? Yeah. Nobody reads Iron Man. So, um, the new Masters of the Universe movie, it's in pre-production. The expected date is March of 2021. 2021. And they have... Momoa? Is it going to be Jason Momoa? No, it's no, a kid. They have this young twink kid by the name of Noah... It's Noah Centineo. He's, Centineo. He's from uh, To All the Boys I've Loved... He's 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 like a young kid. He's so they're thinking outside the box with it. Yeah, I like that. I guess I guess yeah. they're making him more of an everyman that is that. thrust into the shoes of he. Are they going to have to make everybody like it's going to be a multicultural thing? So like Man at Arms is going to be who knows? <laughs> I mean that could be kind of cool. He's going to be Mongolian. Yeah, right. It says uh, the original live action He Man actor Dolph Lundgren wanted Chris Hemsworth to play He Man. Why is that trivia? They just needed something to fill this out. They got David S. Goyer, who did the Zack Snyder Batman movies. All right, I'm on board for that. Screenplay. Interesting. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, we'll see. I think it could work. If I, you if you had the right director with a great vision, it could be really cool. Well, they can basically create their own vision or their own version of this because there's yeah, so much yeah. open space in the He-Man property. Totally. He's kind of... He's kind of like a blank canvas that just runs around with a giant sword yeah, totally. and questionable armor. I mean, you know, <laughs> like if he, is he trying to save himself or protect himself? His abs are totally exposed. Like, I get it. When I work out, I want to wear tighter stuff. I want to show off. <laughs> but like you're still fighting and there are lasers going all over the place. You got to think about yeah. your health. Yeah, for sure. He man, what a shit name. <laughs> It sounds like it's a bad translation. Seriously. Like, this is from a different country. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what is, what's this hero? It's like a He-Man in my language. You, know, you get a He-Man. He-Man. <laughs> okay, I guess, well, we could spitball that for a little longer. But no, let's just no, print. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, were, they were always uh, waiting to come up with something better, and they never did. Um, oh, geez. Well, so how does this shit movie wrap up? It's, they have a big battle. He-Man and Skeletor fight, and then he falls down into like this abyss below. I think that Grayskull. whole big fight was the big reshoot. Yeah, too. yeah, and that's very much Star Wars, right? Isn't that that's uh, Return of the Jedi? Isn't that how that ends with the Emperor falling? Yeah, down? exactly. Yeah, falling down this a cavern. Did have a lot of Return yeah. of the Jedi. There's so much it. of. I mean, the opening, the the graph, the mm-hmm. sequence, the yeah. credits was Superman. Mm-hmm. The music was very the music similar. Was Superman. Yeah, I even got when they revealed. Um, Castle, castle Grayskull, it looked like the opening to the Dark Crystal. It did. Yes. It looks like the castle in mm-hmm. Dark Crystal. Yeah, they were just pulling references everywhere. And they, they share could. the same screenwriter because that's who did the original oh, yeah. draft. So that, yeah, there's like, where the Dark Crystal references yeah. are. I think D- Discount Godard was just like, yeah. <laughs> he wanted to shoot it all cinema verite. Maybe. <laughs> just a j- shaky camera. He only, he only gives the actors the lines the day of. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> and he wanted John Paul Belmondo to star as he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'd watch that movie. Right, that that'd be interesting. Oh man. Well, yeah, I think yeah, the ending didn't really make a lot of sense. Who knows? At the very end, after the credit, there's a post credit scene in this movie. <gasps> after all the credits, oh, we shut it off. We didn't watch. Yeah, it. we didn't watch a post credit scene. Skeletor comes up out of the abyss, looks straight in the camera, and says, "I'll be back." 
And no, he won't. He never and did. he never was. <laughs> yeah. was it, what was the uh, Alien movie where they mm. blew that bubble and they're like, we'll be back. Oh, Mac and Me. Mac and Me, thank yeah. you. Mac and Me, too, I was, we'll be back. I, I love when films do that and they, they don't did. come back. Oh, yeah. That makes me so happy. I never knew. Back to the Future always has a had a to be continued at the end of Back to the Future. And I was like, oh, that's pretty bold of them. But it wasn't put in until the home video release. Uh, it wasn't there in, in theater. Real quick, I just want to say, too, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I think you guys thank are you. doing a great job. Oh, thank you. And well, I'm just, sweet of you. No, I'm, I'm serious. Ten bucks later. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'll take it in quarters. I need to go do some laundry. Um, but no, I... Uh, I appreciate so much of what you guys are doing, and there's so many times I'm listening and I'm like uh, adding in on my in the drive your two you cents, know, my two cents. <laughs> so I love that. But one of the things you talk about, and I'm uh-huh. so happy that uh, you do, is recording movies on your own oh, VHS yeah. tapes. Yeah, because that's all. As a kid, all our yeah. VHS were just you know we just yeah, recorded we them all on HBO or like whatever. Any. No, <laughs> and, you have to, and like you know it wasn't like smart like you like fast forward through yeah. the commercials yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like uh, I love all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You always remember certain movies and like all what, in one tape. What came on? Oh, after. Of course, like yeah. yeah, exactly. Like these two. Like I forgot for us, it was like the Adventures of Natty Gan was on like the same <laughs> VHS as something else, and I can't remember right now. Like Problem Child, or yeah, something weird. Yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love the Adventures of Natty Gan. It may have been Annie because I was a big Annie fan. Mm, yeah. But Annie and Natty Gan was like a back to back. That's thing a that good. Were, yeah, that's a that's good a combo. combo together. Yeah. But they, but, like but, it. but it was like that weird thing where it's just like, oh, I have to watch both of these because they're on the same. Yeah, you yeah, know, for sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely had that experience growing up well do we have any final thoughts on masters of the universe what made us gay i mean those little dolph lundgren Lundgren, briefs they were giving him a lot of support they were and i can appreciate i can appreciate the dragginess of evelyn and skeletor yes very campy very campy performances so i think this movie's kind of fun to watch i had i had some fun watching it when we when we rewatched it right before this this episode I it, would, have some it would be one of those movies that if we were out at a bar and, you know, like when we go to Bordner's and there's sometimes a just movie just playing. on yeah, in the background, yeah, yeah, yeah. Masters of the Universe would be an ideal movie for that. Yeah, I agree. Because it's really good at the sound off. Yeah, I agree. There's there's so much going on. I mean, it's a movie about a toy line that spawned an animated series. Come on. What are we, what are we expecting? But... Um, I enjoyed it. Chris, I enjoyed having you on the show. Of course. Guys, thank you so much for having me. We were talking so a lot what our on. first straight male guest would be perfect for. Yeah. I originally Aww. thought just handing you a romantic comedy that you hadn't seen, just sight unseen, just being like, <laughs> what did you think of this movie? But Pete wanted to work in kind of what you're a little more familiar I, with. And I like the idea of something that yeah. we as kids and something that's targeted as little boys so we can kind of all watch together and now as adults kind of take something different from, you know? Um, because yeah, we, a lot of kids our age, a lot of guys our age just have He-Man in our, it was part of our past. It's you know? so funny cause you could walk around with a He-Man shirt and yeah. you could be a gay yeah. male <laughs> who's like supporting that kind of like yeah, buff yeah, yeah. cartoon character. Or you could just be some like nerdy guy who's just like, I like it for this thing. Yeah. Being... Much like my He-Man shirt that I'm wearing right Ooh, now. Yes, we'll get look a... at that bomb ass shirt. I'm wearing a <laughs> He-Man and Bo are on... <laughs> Swiftwind. Swiftwind from She-Ra. Yeah. And they're in like a loving embrace. (laughs) But yeah, it's like it's just also a novelty throwback that if you just wore a Masters of the Universe t-shirt, it's just like every we all have that in in our in our past. And and yeah, we all everybody remembers that Masters of the Universe font. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
So thanks for coming on, Chris. Guys, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Well, uh, guys, you can listen to very special television if you if yes, you want to hear more of Chris and, and more of me. I did a few episodes yeah. too. Yeah, come and listen to the Scott episode. Scott yeah. was great. I did the Ellen episode and yeah. a Growing Pains episode. Oh yeah, the Ellen, the Ellen episode. coming out episode. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can find very special television on iTunes. Are you guys gonna do more VSTV? I'd like to. I, I can. I can see it having a life. Yeah, you know, later we can do something else with it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun and. You can always um, just record whenever you can fit it in, too. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. You yeah. guys, though, too, I was, there was a part of me where I'm like, okay, Pete's branching out. I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> oh. I'm going to be generous. <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. And then I listen to you guys, and you sound great. The and recordings are, are good. Uh, it's a great idea. You guys kill it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited about this. I want this to go more. Thank you. Yeah. I'm very excited. Well, uh, our, our, our podcasty nominations <laughs> mm-hmm. anytime soon is that what they're called podcasties who knows yes a webby award now they are we're yeah, gonna have a really now. fun holiday season two in yeah. october and no in december yeah we're oh, gonna nice. have some great halloween i want to do some good Gotta theme do holiday halloween. movies oh, yeah yeah love halloween themes yeah so yeah so go listen to very special television on itunes wherever uh podcasts can be found and you can also find us on social media on instagram and facebook at movies that made us gay and on Twitter at MTU, wait, movies that, MTMUG pod. I still can't, I still I can can't never, get it right. Yeah, I'll get it right one of these days. Mount Mug? MTMUG pod, Mount Mug. And uh, you can also send us a message on email, movies that made us gay at gmail.com. We're always on Instagram. We're always on Instagram, a lot. So you can message us through there if you have any suggestions for movies you want to watch. If you have any comments, sound off on Instagram. And when you're on iTunes, subscribe to our channel. And And give give us us five five stars. stars. Yay. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Chris. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs)